Welcome, loyal listeners, to another episode of Eclectic Full Contact Theater's satirical saunter down the silly streets of yesteryear, throwing shade. If you enjoy the adventures of the Shade and the Vamp, head over to tinyearl.com slash EFCT throwing shade, where for as little as $5 a month, you can get access to exclusive bloopers, rehearsals, and special bonus episodes. And now sit back and relax and enjoy throwing shade. There is a darkness in the minds of men, a darkness in their hearts, a darkness in a room with no lights. And who knows that darkness? The Shade knows. By day, Theodore Rockwell is a go-get'em reporter for the Chicago Gazette Times Herald, but by night he becomes The Shade. Using his uncanny ability to wear dark clothing, he, assisted by his girl Friday, Wednesday morning, you know, I've been saying that for four seasons now, and I have no idea why she's called his girl Friday. Robinson Caruso? Enrico's brother? Oh, Robinson Crusoe! But why? He named the guy he found there Friday? Because that's the day he found him? Yeah, sounds about white. But can one man defend the innocents from the scourge of Chicago's underbelly? Find out in this week's episode of Throwing Shade, Natural Board Villains. And what is this? Be still, my heart. We've retained a sponsor! That's right, folks. Throwing Shade is still sponsored by Grip Tight Dentures. Grip Tight. So snug, you'd swear they were your own. Also brought to you by Eclectic Full Contact Theater, bringing you high-quality 1930s radio-style satire since the good old days. Whatever the heck that was. Previously on Throwing Shade. <coughs> and now, on to our story. Act 1, Scene 1. Chasing Your Tail. Notoriety Gets Old. The new year of 1939 had dawned with hope and optimism. <coughs> But as time dragged on with no real end to the depression in sight, and with Chicago in that fallow period between the bears stinking and the cubs stinking, attitudes soured. One of those attitudes belonged to Misty LeBlanc, who was out running errands, looking for tchotchkes to help brighten up the apartment she shared with Kitty Tally. Uh, to share expenses. Unbeknownst to her, others were interested in her tchotchkes. Misty may have lived in blissful ignorance forever, had she not spied something terrifying in a shop window, 
<gasps> a sale on cats? Evil beasts. She put a hand to her eye. The exact spot where, in an earlier life, she had been attacked by one of those feline fuzzballs. A whirling dervish of teeth and claws. This recollection caused her to stop suddenly, which was not noticed by the people behind her. Oops, sorry. Yeah, pardon us. No, it was completely... Well, 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 if it isn't Officers Ponch and John, fancy meeting you here. Miss LeBlanc, what a surprise. What do you mean? We was following... Oof! Walking our beat. You must be exhausted, then. What? Why? Because I saw you earlier this morning outside the apartment I share with Kitty. To, to share expenses. And that's way across town. Then I saw you walking your beat outside the little man in the boat when I stopped in to do the books. And here you are walking your beat on the very street I'm running errands on. I can see how that might seem strange. But it's because of... of... Uh, staff shortages. Budgetary cutbacks. So it's not because the two of you have been tailing me ever since the last crime Kitty and I didn't commit. What? No! That's just silly. Punch, John, what happened? Did you locate... Oh, hello, Miss LeBlanc. Chief Cannoli, what a non-surprise. I was just, um, uh, walking my beat. You walk a beat? Um, yes. Told you. Staff shortages. Budgetary cutbacks. Yes, I have to walk a beat because all of the police have very short walking sticks. And we have had to cut back on a smaller yellow birds, so... I'm sorry, this is making no sense. Knock it off, all of you. This is ridiculous. Kitty and I have been out of prison for almost a year now, and we haven't committed a single crime. But you just won't leave us alone. I've had it. Either you back off, or there will be consequences. Was that a threat? Sounded like a threat. We should follow her and find out. Fortunately for our boys in blue, Misty was able to lose them and return to the apartment she shared with Kitty to share expenses and posed a question. Why in blue blazes did we decide to go straight? Nice to see you too. This city is a cesspool. I should have frozen it when I had a chance. What happened? Somebody buy those drapes you are wanting for the front room. I'm serious, Kitty. What was the point of us giving up our lives of crime? I think never wanting to go back to prison was pretty high on the list. Living an easy life with no hassles from the law. Except we still are dealing with the hassles from the law. Every time there's even a whiff of crime, we've got flatfoots at our door. They watch this place. They watch the little man in the boat. They tail us wherever we go. Yeah, but they got nothing on us. They can't do anything. Really? How long do you think it's going to be before they pin something on us we can't get out of? Oh, you're overreacting. Am I? How many more times are we going to get lucky and the real culprit just falls in their laps? No, I'm sorry. I don't feel like waiting around to get sent up the river for something I didn't do. So what's your suggestion? I'm 
and saying that if we're going to be treated like criminals, we might as well be criminals. What? But we've got a good thing going here. We got a life. Do we? Harassed, spied on, suspected constantly. Is this the quiet life you wanted? Oh, no, but what can we do? I say we give them what they want. A crime spree starring Misty LeBlanc and Kitty Tally. And dare them to actually try and catch us. I'm pretty sure we can outwit Cannoli and his dim-witted donut disposal on legs. I'm sure we can, but you're forgetting a couple of things. What? You and I were never caught by the police. We were done in by... The, the Shade and the, the vamp. vamp. Exactly. We start pulling jobs again, and those two are going to make sure we're on a slow boat to Juliet again in no time. Come on, those were flukes. You want to take that chance? The Shade is a couple times short of a dollar, but he's got the devil's own luck. And the vamp is too clever for our own good. Then we don't pull the jobs in Chicago. What are you talking about? We go on an out-of-town crime spree. We hit the road like Bonnie and Clyde. Is that really the example you want to use? Like Bonnie and Clyde, minus the grisly and bloody ending. Look, if we hit the road, pulling jobs out of town or even out of state, the shade and the vamp won't be anywhere near us. And not only will we make a ton of money, we might also get some excitement back into our lives. I didn't realize you found life here so boring. Admit it. Do you really get a thrill out of decorating or choosing drink specials? I guess not, but where... We'll follow that Route 66. We can take it all the way to California. Think of the dosh we can make pulling jobs from here to the West Coast. But you realize we could never come back to Chicago. So what? I know the little man in the boat means a lot to you, but we're always going to be trying to outrun our pasts here. Once we hit California, we can take that money and set up anywhere. Go somewhere nobody knows us. Somewhere we'll be left alone. I hear Boston's a nice place for two young single women to share expenses. Now you're talking. Pack your things, Kitty. We're swerving off the straight and narrow and hitting the road to infamy. <laughs> Act 1, Scene 2. Dry Dock. The Shade Gets Thrown. A few days later, at the offices of the Chicago Gazette-Times Herald, Editor-in-Chief Clarence Clemens was annoyed. Oh my gosh, I can't believe we're at the another day. I just want to get a new Rockwell! Morning! Get in here! You raw, Chief? What is it, Mr. Clemens? I'm annoyed! Ah, nights. Hand it over, Theo. What's that all about? Wednesday, bet on annoyed. Theo went with tickled pink. You thought I sounded tickled pink? To be honest, Chief, it's really a crapshoot. You do kind of sound the same, no matter what sort of mood you're in. Fair enough. That's only because of my heritage. Which is? Bitter and disappointed. Natch. So what's annoying you, Mr. Clemens? This city is becoming boring. Boring? Yes, boring. There's hardly been any decent crime sprees, suspicious deaths, mob wars, nothing. This keeps up. We're going to be like Des Moines. Well, there was that almost death and near mob war near the end of last year, Chief. And what kind of headlines did that bring? Mob boss not actually dead? Street safe from violence? Who wants that? Aside from, you know, the citizens. This, 
This is all the shade in the vamp's fault. What? They're the reason this city is so... so... Calm? Safe? Dull! They barely get into brawls anymore. They solve everything using their brains. That's not exciting. In Shade's case, it's darn near miraculous. I hate that. Thanks to those two Beninskis, the best news story I've got right now is a bunch of unmarried broads upset that some bar closed down. Come, Come again? again? All right, knock that off. It's creepy. Sorry. Reports are coming in that a bunch of dames over at some bar called the Little Man in the Boat raising a ruckus because it ain't open. That's odd. Sure is. I don't think Kitty or Misty have missed a day of work since they got released. The only interesting part of this is that, according to the police, half the women are petite dames, and the other half look like they could start for the bears. Theo, this is serious. Really? A bunch of broads crying because they can't get a drink is serious? Believe me, Mr. Clemens, it's best for every man and woman in the city if there's constant access to the little man in the boat. I shudder to think of the alternative. There are days when the two of you make absolutely no sense. Then there are days like this when you make even less. Chief, the little man in the boat is owned by Kitty Tally and Misty LeBlanc. And if they're closed down, it could very well mean... A crime spree! Finally! Something worth printing! See, I told you Tickled Pink sounds the same as Annoyed. Ah, nerds! What's wrong, Mr. Clemens? The Shade and the Vamp are just going to cut this short. Best I'll get is maybe one good headline. I tell you, those two are the worst thing to happen to this city. I think that's... Well, we might as well get what we can. Quit flapping your gums and get out there and get me a story. Well, there still is one. We should get over to the little man in the boat and see what's going on. Maybe it's not what we think. Theo, are you all right? Huh? What? Oh, yeah. I think we should get over to the little man in the boat and see what's going on. Maybe it's not what we think. Gee. Why didn't I think of that? Huh? Theo, I literally just said that. Sorry, I was thinking. Don't start now. Come on! Theo and Wednesday made their way to the little man in the boat to find the doors locked. A large crowd of highly agitated women in the streets and a few surprisingly cheerful police officers holding them back from the premises. Let us in! Let us in! Wow, those women seem highly agitated. Now, ladies, this is private property. You need to disperse. That's right. Move along. Don't cause a scene. These police officers sure are surprisingly cheerful. You've got to let us in. You can't keep us out. Getting to the little man in the boat is the highlight of my day. Look, ladies, I'm sorry, but you cannot get to the little man in the boat right now. Maybe later. That's what men always say. Ain't it the truth? Theo, do you see anything odd? Yes, I do, Wednesday. Three officers. And three ladies in the crowd. Although when you put them together, they're no longer odd. I think what hurts most is... He's not wrong. No, Theo. I meant the fact that Chief Cannoli and the officers aren't actually doing anything to break up the crowd. Uh, Chief Cannoli! 
Ah, Miss Morning, Mr. Rockwell. Nice to see you. Have you come to cover this exciting demonstration? This is exciting. Absolutely. Positively. You bet. This is the most work we've had in days. Yeah. The Shade and the Vamp are always taking care of actual crime, so we've got nothing to do. I've eaten so many donuts, I'm almost sick of them. <gasps> almost. So when we heard there was a group of unsatisfied women protesting, we rushed over so we could be the ones to satisfy them. Little chance of that. You want to satisfy us? Quit blocking the little man in the boat. Move, Move aside! Move aside! Jeepers, those women sure are worked up. This could go on for hours. Days, even. So you haven't seen Kitty or Misty? Nope. The doors were locked when we got here. There is a sign on the door, though. Which is what we told these fine young ladies. Don't try your charm on us, buddy. Yeah, we're charmless. Wait. Move along, ladies. We, we won't leave. leave. We, we won't leave. leave. That's uh, fine, but we need you to keep uh, moving. Otherwise, you are loitering, not uh, protesting. Then we gotta take uh, you in, and all of this will be over. Leaving Chief Cannoli and officers Ponch and John to their excitement. Theo and Wednesday examined the sign on the door. Theo, look at this. Theo? Huh? What? What's wrong with you today? Well, there's just something on my mind, and it's, uh... Well, whatever it is, get over it and come here. I think I found something. <laughs> okay, what is it? Look at the sign Kitty and Misty left on the door. It says closed. The one below that. For sale? Why would she put the bar up for sale? I don't know. She must be desperate for cash if she's putting her little man in the boat on the open market. That can't be it. People were always flocking to it. Wait. Theo, are you thinking what I'm thinking? That if you're tired of denture adhesive that's messy, unappealing, and as effective as a rubber crutch, you need the built-in, strong-holding, natural-feeling adhesive in grip-tight dentures? Come on. All dentures are the same, aren't they? Not anymore. Thanks to Griptite's proprietary formula and design, the adhesive is built right into the dentures. Built in? Wow! Exactly. No more mess. But does it work? Does it? Boy, howdy, does it ever! Griptite isn't just a brand name, it's a promise. Griptite's special adhesive guarantees no embarrassing slippage or fallout. Well, Theo, while Griptite dentures do sound like the true false teeth solution, what I meant was, I have a bad feeling Kitty and Misty might be up to no good. Come on, then. I bet we'll find some clues at the apartment they share. To, to save on expenses! Theo and Wednesday hightailed it to Kitty and Misty's apartment, taking time on the way to change into the sleek, stylish, yet practical outfits of the Shade and the Vamp, just in case Kitty and Misty were home. They used a shaderang. <laughs> and climbed up the side of the building using the shade rope. Although, there was a bit of confusion as to who would go first. Ladies first. I don't think so. Thankfully, the shade caught on before the censors got involved. They slowly made their way up the side of the building. 
shade. Why are we walking up the side of the building instead of just climbing the rope? This just feels right. Well, and now I'm even more convinced a cape is a bad idea for you. It'll just hang down in my face the whole time. Capes have never been about practicality, Vamp. Well, look what we have here. I was told I'd meet a tall, dark stranger, but I had no idea it'd be outside my third-story window. Hello, ma'am. Nothing to worry about. Just your friendly neighborhood crime fighters on the job. Oh, you here to take me in? Have you been bad? Not yet, but the night is still young. As random and entertaining as this is, we have a job to do, Shane. Ah, uh, yes, right. Duty calls. Come back down and see me sometime. The Shade and the Vamp reached Kitty and Misty's apartment and discreetly let themselves in. I'm all right. I'm all right. Very discreet. It's just that the special shade ingress maker... Crowbar. ...needs some tweaking. Well, Kitty and Misty are obviously not here. Let's see if we can find any clues as to what they're up to. The shade and the vamp searched the apartment. Kitty and Misty sure have noisy neighbors but could find no indication as to what may have happened to the two women. Then... Should we answer it? I don't know. If it's one of them, we'd give ourselves away. Maybe they'll hang up. Maybe not. I know. I'll answer it, but disguise my voice. You can do that. I'm the Shade, a master of mimicry. I'll answer it as Kitty. I don't think. <laughs> Hello, me dearie. Kitty Terry speaking for sure, for sure. They hung up. Can you blame them? That didn't sound anything like Kitty. I'll answer it. Watch and learn. Faith and Begora, Kitty Tally speaking, in the flesh, so it is, so it is. Yeah, fine. Hold on. It's for you. Me? Who is it? The woman from the window. Hello? Well, hello, tall, dark, and shady. I wanted to let you know that if you're looking for the two tomatoes who share expenses in that apartment, they hot-footed it out of here hours ago. Bags packed and carrying plenty of hardware. Apparently, Kitty and Misty have left town to become traveling handy women. What? Not that sort of hardware. It's a good thing for you that I find men whose shoe size is bigger than their IQ attractive. I'm talking about weapons, sweetheart. Did you see where they were headed? No, but I did hear them mention Route 66. Well, thank you, miss. You've been a great help. I always like to lend a helping hand. I bet she does. I owe you one. I do love a man who pays his debts in full. I bet she does. Can you hear her? Playing the odds. Well, 
So long, handsome. When will I see you again? Search me. You're on. Well, it looks like you were right, vamp. Kitty and Misty have fled down Route 66 on a crime spree. Shade, do you know what that means? That when you're in the market for dentures... No! We already did that. It means we have to follow them. Outside Chicago! <gasps> We'll return to throwing shade, natural board villains, in just a moment. But first, a word from our sponsor. Huh. Well, apparently grip-tight dentures was as surprised as we were to still be our sponsor, because they didn't send over any commercial copy. So, um... Do you need false teeth? Then get grip-tight dentures because they're false teeth and you need them. So, yeah. And now, a few words from other important personages. Friends, Eclectic Full Contact Theater is forging ahead with their 11th season bringing you a year of nothing but new works. From readings to festivals celebrating the best new works from around the country and the world, both on stage and over the airwaves, EFCT is bringing fresh new work to audiences everywhere. So go to eclectic-theater.com to find out about all their brand spanking new 11th season and Tell them the shade sent you. And now, back to our story. Act 2, Scene 1. Road Trip. The shade has some stumbles. Before heading off after the culprits, the shade and the vamp decided to let Mayor Crane know what was happening. He was surprisingly happy to hear it. I'm happy to hear it. Well, that's surprising. Not at all, not at all. Misty and Kitty taking off down Route 66 on a crime spree means I get to say I told you so about them. And you taking off after them is muy bueno as well. Your what? No, no, Shade. Mi bueno is Spanish for very good. Mayor, I had no idea you knew any Spanish. Oh, see, I've been teaching him. It's going very well, despite a rather rocky start. See, when I first asked Rosa to teach me Spanish, I said to her, Tell me what no is in Spanish. And she said no. Now, I thought she was refusing, but... Mr. Mayor, nobody needs to hear that again. No, I suppose not. Amusing story, though, I thought. Somebody had to. But Rosa is quite right. You two pursuing them beyond the city limits is an excellent idea. I am a bit concerned about leaving the city unprotected. No, no, we'll be fine. It might be the shot in the arm this city needs. What do you mean? You and the Shade have done an admirable job in keeping the peace in this town. An admirable job indeed. Too admirable, some might say. What? 
Chicago has a certain reputation and atmosphere which visitors wish to see when they come here. Excitement, thrills, a certain amount of danger. But now... The city is a burrito. Vamp, did she say the city is a burrito? Normally I'd smack you for a statement like that. But that's what I heard. No, Aburida, Dolesville. Oh, I see. So, by all means, pursue these dastardly distaff delinquents to your heart's content. As far away from Chicago as you need to go. Gee, thanks, Mayor. Don't mention it. Oh, I won't. Come on, Shade. Right. Shade, where are you going? To follow Misty and Kitty. Why aren't you using the window? Not in the mood, I guess. Come on. Is he all right? He'll be fine, I think. I don't really know what to say, Rosa. I know what you mean. It's just not the same without the window breaking. I certainly hope something can break this off. Act 2, Scene 2. Clutch Performance. The Shade gets a new piece of equipment, and Wednesday gets some relief. The Shade and the Vamp changed back into their civilian identities in order to pack for their pursuit of Misty and Kitty. But Wednesday was concerned. Theo, I'm concerned. No matter how many times it happens, I'm still disappointed. What's the problem, Wednesday? I know we have to go after Misty and Kitty, but I'm worried my car isn't up to the task. I can understand that. She is pretty advanced in years. She'd be fine if somebody besides me knew what to do with a clutch. I'd do my best, but while I have excellent hand-eye coordination... Since when? I will admit my hand-foot coordination needs work. I'm not sure if she's up for a cross-country chase. You don't have to worry about it, Wednesday. When do I have to worry about it? I have to admit I'm a little disappointed in myself right now. Come on, Miss Morning. I have a surprise for you around the corner. Theo and Wednesday turned the corner from Theo's apartment building, and he immediately threw his arm wide with a loud... Ta-da! My surprise is a city street? No, what's on the street? A wino. Behind the wino. A pigeon. Next to the pigeon. Theo, there's nothing next to the pigeon except... A car? That's right. I realized it was wrong to always use your car for our crime-fighting activity, so I bought this. Is that a 1938 Buick Phaeton? No, it's a 1938 Special Edition Buick Phaeton. Special Edition? It has an automatic shifter. What? No clutch? No clutch. No grinding? No grinding. No burning smell? Not unless I forget to replace the cigarette lighter. How did you afford this? Well, it turns out that when you live in a one-room efficiency apartment and have no social life, you can sock away quite a tidy little nest egg. You like it? It's so... Black? Yes! I call it the Shade Mobile. Of course you do. 
So now we have an official crime-fighting car. I'm speechless. Throw your bags in the shade, Mobile, and let's go. Here. You can drive the first leg. You're letting me drive? Only fair, considering how often you let me drive your car. This is amazing. Wait. Is this because you're scared of downtown traffic? I have no idea what you're talking about. Let's go before rush hour gets any worse. A short time later, having changed back into the shade and the vamp, the shade mobile was on the road, driving smoothly out of town. Wow, that automatic shifter really packs a wallet. Good thing the speed limit is 25. Otherwise, we might end up with whiplash. On the positive side, no matter how long the drive is, there's no chance of falling asleep at the wheel. Soon, the shade and the vamp left the city behind for the gentle rolling, um, flatness of suburban Chicago. Can we turn on the radio? I had to choose between a radio and the transmission. Good choice. Time passed. Oh! What? Who? Where? Unhand her, villain! Relax, Shade. We're still in the car. I knew that. I was just resting my eyelids. I wanted to know if you would remember to tell Clemens we would be out of town following a story. I thought you were going to do that. No, I was in charge of snacks. No, I was in charge of snacks. Are you telling me that we both loaded up on snacks, but neither of us thought to tell our boss we were going out of town? I'm sure it won't be a problem. Meanwhile... Oh my gosh, I can't believe that everything is going wrong in this office. I just... Where is the show? Rockwell Morning, get in here! Winchell! You shot it, Chief? Where's Rockwell in morning? I don't know, Chief. Well, go find them! You got it, Chief. And don't call me Chief! Back in the shade, Mobile. Oh, dear heaven. What is that smell? Oh, those are my pickled eggs. One, one. No! <clears throat> I mean, no thank you. Piquant, aren't they? That's one word for it. Uh, did you happen to pack any food that isn't suspended in brine? Of course. I have some sandwiches. Oh, excellent. What kind? There's some tongue, a few pimento and cheese, and there's a cooler in the back with some crisp, refreshing celery. <laughs> Let's get as far away from that as we can and catch up with Kitty and Misty as they approach a thriving rural metropolis. We're approaching Dwight. And who's that when he's at home? What? No, Dwight is a town. Who names a town Dwight? I don't know. Maybe he was the fellow who founded the town. Who names a person Dwight? Says the woman with a brother named Pork Sword. That's a family name. It doesn't make it better. Well, whatever it's called, I'm just glad to see buildings again. 
We should probably pull into that gas station and get a fill-up. Yeah, that's a good... Wait, Misty, are you thinking what I'm thinking? I don't really want to talk about dentures, Kitty. No! I mean, that this gas station could be our first job. Yes, something nice and easy to get our feet wet. And it'll save money on the petrol. And we can grab some snacks, too, since somebody forgot. You were in charge of snacks. We're not going through that again. Besides, we're here. Howdy, ladies. Looking for a fill-up? That, that we, we are, are mister. That, that we are. Will Misty and Kitty return to a life of crime? And snacks? It was your responsibility. Will the Shade and the Vamp survive their own snack snafu? Why would anyone even want to drink sorry? Is this episode going to revolve around nothing but snacks from here on out? We do carry 13 different types of jerky. These questions will probably be the only ones answered in next week's thrilling conclusion to Throwing Shade, Natural Board Villains. Here's a sneak preview. This has been Throwing Shade, brought to you by Grip Tight Dentures. Throwing Shade has also been brought to you by Eclectic Full Contact Theater. Remember to like, follow, and subscribe to our podcast, or leave a review. Created by Andrew Pond and Sarah Siegel. Written by Andrew Pond with Zach Osterman. Directed by Andrew Pond. Starring the voice talents of Chloe Adamo, Jessica Lauren Fisher, Daniel Houle, Noelle Kleiss, Zach Osterman, Andrew Pond, Rochelle Prue, and Monica Saflick. Our Foley artist was Lori Iyer. Our engineer was Daniel Houle. And I am your narrator, Noelle Kleiss. Special thanks to Tina Salamone! Tune in next week. Same shade time!